0: The practice of equanimity is also very delicate because it is easy to fall into a sense of its being indifference, which is its near enemy. The phrases that we use in the equanimity practice are you are the heir of your own karma. Your happiness or unhappiness depends upon your actions, not upon my wishes. So sometimes when people hear those phrases or repeat those phrases, they might kind of feel that sense of indifference or coldness or not caring. You are the heir of your own karma. Your happiness or unhappiness depends on your actions, not on my wishes. But the real feeling of equanimity is not this pulling back or not caring. Rather, it's the infusion of the wisdom factor of mind, even as we hold metta and compassion and murita in our relationships. So it's not a pulling back, it's simply the wisdom of realizing. <clears throat> that no matter how much compassion we might feel, or how much metta we might generate, that still people and ourselves will experience the fruits of our actions. And so it's this understanding, it's this wisdom understanding, which brings about a certain kind of balance in the mind as we're with people who are doing all kinds of actions skillful ones unskillful ones and even as we cultivate you know loving kindness and compassion and joy we hold it all in this basic wisdom this basic understanding all beings are the heirs of their own karma Their happiness and unhappiness depends on their actions, not upon my wishes. As this understanding (coughs) becomes stronger in ourselves, we then actually begin to see what effective compassionate action would be like. What would be true compassionate action? Helping people to understand that they are the heirs of their own karma. Helping people to value the importance of cultivating wholesome states rather than unwholesome states. So as you do the practice, and as we do it tonight together, and repeating the phrases, You may well go through different emotional responses in yourself to these phrases. You know, in a first, perhaps, feeling it to be uncaring. But as you continue with it, and as you bring the understanding of the wisdom nature of equanimity, I think you'll find yourself dropping into a space of great openness. And really a place of non-separation. It's a way of articulating the great law of the Dharma, the truth of the Dharma. And as we rest in that equanimity, it becomes more possible then to express the feelings of loving-kindness, of compassion, of sympathetic joy. Because those feelings then are not simply the expression of wishful thinking. They're the expressions based on a wise understanding of how things work. So we begin in the equanimity practice with a neutral person, because it's easiest to feel equanimity about somebody we don't have particularly strong feelings for. I don't know if you have any neutral people left, (laughs) since they quickly fall into one or another category. But try to come up with some neutral person as somebody you don't know particularly well. Settling back into the body, relaxing back into the awareness of your posture. With all the Brahmaviharas, viharas I find it sometimes helpful to feel the breath at the heart center, Just breathing in, breathing out through the heart center. And this is a heart that's totally open and impartial. That's really the meaning of equanimity, impartiality towards all beings. The space that holds all beings with wisdom. Breathing in and out through the heart center, calling up the image of the neutral person and repeating the phrase, you are the heir of your own karma. Your happiness or unhappiness depends upon your actions, not upon my wishes. And each time that you repeat the phrase, it really becomes your gift of wisdom to this person. holding the image of the person in mind, connecting each phrase with the image or sense of that person, and noticing in yourself whether the phrase is leaning into indifference, the near enemy of equanimity, Or your heart and mind are holding it in wisdom. It's the gift of wisdom. You are the heir of your own karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends upon your actions, not upon my wishes. And let the image come to mind of a benefactor, someone who has been really helpful to you in your lives, and with the same feeling of openness and impartiality, acknowledging the wisdom that this person too is the heir of their own karma. Concentrating on the image of the person and the meaning of the words. Noticing the mind state that arises in this expression of equanimity. settling back into open impartiality Notice the quality of mind and heart as you repeat the phrases. Do you feel it withdrawing from the person? Do you feel it as a gift of wisdom to the person? You can call to mind some good friend. Finding that place of equanimity in relationship to them. The acknowledgement that you too are the heirs of your own karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not upon my wishes. holding the image of the person in mind, concentrating on the meaning of the words, and paying attention to the quality of equanimity in yourself. Holding the wisdom space You might <clears throat> might call another friend to mind Each each time you repeat the phrase, notice what quality of mind is called forth in yourself. Does it lean towards indifference? Does it lean towards over-entanglement? Do you find that place of impartial expression of the way things are? It's an opening to wisdom. call to mind a difficult person finding that place of equanimity with them Can you hold the difficult person in this space of wisdom Letting the mind open now to include everyone in this room. Our happiness and our unhappiness depends upon our actions, not upon our wishes. We are the heirs of our own karma. Our happiness and our unhappiness depends upon our actions, not upon our wishes. Letting the mind heart expand into the space that holds all beings everywhere. Expressing this understanding, this gift of wisdom, that all beings are the heirs of their own karma. Their happiness and unhappiness depends upon their actions not upon my wishes. All beings are the heirs of their own karma. Their happiness and unhappiness depends upon their actions, not upon my wishes. Can we all hold all beings in this space of wisdom? For some people, this practice of equanimity can be the most difficult of the Brahma Viharas. Because in one way, it's the most refined of these mind states. The feeling of metta, the feeling of compassion, the feeling of joy are quite tangible, they're juicy. Equanimity is very refined. Equanimity is like space. And so as we repeat the phrases, it often takes some time to land precisely in equanimity. You know, we may repeat the phrases and we may go too far to the side of indifference, a kind of coldness in the mind, or may go on the other side and we feel like we're getting too involved with the person we're sending it to. Equanimity is that space which is a neutral feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling like the others, and that's what makes it so subtle. It's this neutral feeling of space of space, and of right understanding. But it takes time to, to land there. So as you practice it, <coughs> you can practice it with any one of the categories of the beings, you know, whichever one seems easiest for you to begin with. And you just keep doing it, and you keep repeating the phrases, understanding the meaning of the phrases, and watching where your mind lands each time you say the phrase. And you'll see it go across the spectrum, but occasionally you might say the phrase and really feel that sense of just settling. The mind settles into evenness, it settles into openness, it settles into just the understanding of how things are. And it doesn't feel like it's a pulling back and it doesn't feel like it's an over-engagement. It's just that openness. When we touch it, it's a very beautiful and refined state of mind. And it really allows us then to practice all of the other Brahma-viharas with understanding. So when the equanimity is strong, then we can cultivate as strong a metta as possible and as strong compassion, as strong as a strong as joy as possible. And yet it's all with the understanding that ultimately, no matter how compassionate we are and how loving we are, ultimately all beings are the heirs of their own karma. So we can help, we can offer our energy, we can do everything we can. And it comes down to that understanding. So it both is the expression of wisdom and also a motivation for the other, for the other Brahma-viharas. Well, it takes practice, and I encourage you to uh, play with it. Thank you.